Hot Topics, Top 12 Law Practice Posts of 2020 so far. Attorney at Work Editor-in-Chief Joan Feldman stops by to tell us all about it. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the show. Today, we're taking a little uh, detour from the uh, current events uh, du jour. And so we're going to talk with uh, Joan Feldman of Attorney at Work about some of their 2020 articles for lawyers and law practice. But uh, before we get to that, we'd like to thank our sponsor, NBI, the National Business Institute. Attorneys have trusted NBI with their CLE needs for over 35 years. Visit nbi-sems.com today and find out why. But don't forget to use that promo code Legal Talk NBI to get $100 off your next CLE course. Hello, Joan. How are you doing today? Hi, Lawrence. I'm doing great today. Happy to be here. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I understand today is your first podcast. Is that true? It is very true. I've been studying like it's my exams. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, no worries. It's a pretty forgiving format, uh, full okay. of mostly jovial people. So I think, uh, I think yes. you'll be okay. <laughs> so, well, Joan, in my research for uh, new stories for the show, I ran across your article and it's titled Hot Topics, Top 12 Law Practice Management Posts of 2020 So Far. And uh, in addition to noticing that many of our podcast hosts from this network were being featured, I also noticed that it's pretty timely for what's going on in our world today. And so I wanted to walk through a few of these articles and uh, talk about them, of course, for the benefit of the audience who uh, happen to be mostly lawyers and legal professionals. And so audience lawyers out there, we'll, we'll go ahead and put these links into our show notes so you can find them and uh, review them at your leisure, leisure. Is it leisure or leisure, Joan? Which do you prefer, leisure, leisure? I go with leisure. Leisure. Okay. So at your leisure audience there. So we'll go ahead and get started. So the first one here, I recognize right away, Sharon Nelson and John Simic. And of course, they're the host of our Digital Detective Show, and uh, their specialty is digital security, and they often tour around the country with the American Bar Association and their local bar association talking about ways to make data between attorney and client more secure. And so they wrote this article called Getting Started with Zoom and Using It Securely. And of course, Joan, everybody's using Zoom these days, and so I thought this would be a particularly relevant article, and I learned some things reading it. But uh, could, would you mind sharing some of the highlights of this article with our audience? Well, first and foremost, uh, and I, I verified this with Sharon and John uh, today, is that Zoom is perfectly safe to use for lawyer communications. They just came out with a new version this week, and everyone will be happy to learn that you can now use video filters, just like Instagram, in your Zoom video meetings. So if you want to look like a pirate, go for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the article runs through the basic uh, setup steps and the security measures you can take so that you don't get Zoom bombed, though that is less of a problem or, or not much of a problem now. Some of the tips are you want to make sure to use passwords when you, when you can, make sure people are on mute when they join, Make sure the video is showing when they join and get get familiar with those user controls when you're hosting a meeting. Yeah, I liked it. I learned I learned a fair amount. And you know, we use it uh, you know, pretty much daily over here at the network. And uh one of the ones that uh you know I just didn't even think about was don't use your personal meeting ID uh to kind right. of help from random people just jumping on. But I thought they did a great job at uh you know showing how it could be used in practice and also talking about some of the pricing and tiers. So yes. well, let's uh let's move on to the next one. I'm trying to get through as many of these under the time allotted. And so the next one, of course, is by Jerry Korea. Of course, he's such a character. He's a uh, host of yeah. Cars on 
legal toolkit. And uh, so he does practice management advising all over the country. And he wrote one, which I, I uh, resonated to right away. It was called The Long Nine Essential Software for the Modern Practice. So let's let's review that one a little bit. Okay. This is one of our most popular posts ever, and Jared will be happy to know that. Uh, <laughs> he basically breaks down the nine categories of software that lawyers need to be as productive as possible and get their work done. He explains what practice management software is versus case management. He talks about time and billing software, productivity software, and, and includes some of the most current um, products and names. So you can actually put a toolkit together for your practice based on his his article here. Yeah, you know what I thought was particularly smart about this one is that I think for some lawyers out there, they get used to doing things a certain way. And I think just hearing about tools and then he explains what each one of these does in terms of the practitioner. I think that helps kind of land the point. And so I recommend this to everybody, even if you've got a pretty well thought out work process, you may want to take a look at this post uh, just to kind of see if there's something else you can add to your uh, your process to make yourself and your practice more efficient. So Right. Especially in the document automation and document assembly category, there's so many new options lately. I will be updating this, but um, he does a really good job of explaining it. Well, don't let that go to his head. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this next one, it's titled COVID-19 impacts for solo and small firm lawyers beyond remote work. And this one was by Roy S. Ginsburg. Now, I don't know Roy, so maybe we should start by just telling uh, the audience a little bit about Roy. Roy is... um, a longtime practice advisor and coach, business development, and now he is working on helping lawyers sell their practices. He's just, he, Roy tells it like it is. He, uh, smart guy, and um, some of our best articles are from him. So maybe we can give him the nickname, Keeping It Real Roy. Without Keeping It Real. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I like this one because I, you know, and I, I realize that we're kind of past the sort of shock part of working remote with the COVID-19 new normal. But I think this is a good one. It's a short article. It doesn't take very long. And what I liked about it was that it kind of makes some predictions for different parts of your law business, you know, what what's going to be impacted in this new environment. But also it goes through, he uh, makes some bold predictions on what's going to happen to different practice areas. So I think what I liked about this one it's a great one to check in with, you know, just to see if you're on course and uh, also to see if some of those uh, predictions came true. Yeah. From what I can see, from what I've checked lately, it looks like he's pretty on track, especially with litigation and some of the estate planning. All right. So the next one, I actually know Megan Xavier. Uh, so we travel with Megan. She uh, does a lot of uh, lectures and things like that on the conference mm-hmm. circuit, talking about uh, ethics and ethical concerns within the practice of law. And so she wrote one, which I thought was very timely. Can you relocate without taking a new bar exam? And so I thought this is uh, the timing on this one was pretty good because people are maybe not normally uh, in the place where they normally live. They maybe went out to get out of a major city to quarantine a little bit better, or maybe they had to move, you know, maybe operations kind of got shut down in one location and had to jump the state line to start working. But she lays this out. And uh, why don't you, uh, Joan, tell us a little bit about this particular article. Right. Well, Megan wants to remind us that you don't necessarily have to get a new bar exam if you move to a different state. You might continue practicing in your in your former state, depending on uh, it, it all. It all depends on where you're actually practicing law. It doesn't necessarily matter where your body is. But of course, you need to check in with that state's regulators to make sure you're on the right side of things. I think it's interesting to see what's going to happen if they decide there's no more bar exam. 
Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I also, I thought this was uh, nice, you know, for people that, uh, you know, maybe they have a spouse in the military and they're having yes. to uh, jump jurisdictions. And so there's ways to continue practicing long. And, and of course she talks about federal, you know, federal issues as well. And mm -hmm. so maybe, maybe that's a good time to get into like bankruptcy or another one of the more federally located areas of law. So you could practice in any state that you happen to reside. So last one up. And I thought this was really important, you know, because we've got a lot of newbie lawyers out there kind of graduating into some unstable times. Maybe they took their job before COVID-19 started uh, affecting the whole nation and the world at large. And so I thought this, these were good tips. And this was by uh, Jay Harrington. And uh, he's got 17 things he wish he knew as a first year associate. So I don't know Jay. So can you tell us a little bit about Jay before we get into his article? Jay is a former big law lawyer who runs Harrington Communications with his wife, Heather, and several others. He is um, a wonderful and prolific writer. He's got several books, including One of a Kind, which is about niche, niche practice that he wrote for us. And he's got several great guides for associates on how to, how to build up your practice. So uh, he, he moves between writing about marketing and thought leadership and giving this really great advice for new lawyers. Yeah, and I like this article. It was pretty simple. I mean, it was basically like, here's 17 things I wish I'd known. It was basically bullet points. And he gives, you know, brief explanations for which one. And so, you know, I like this one. And it's just a, a matter of curiosity, Joan, you know, which was your favorite tip and which one do you think would have been the most useful for you early in your career? Oh, probably not hiding from that notorious partner. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you know, that was my favorite one. Uh, I like that one because I know there's always that office uh, grump or that, you know, that hard drive in whoever. And it doesn't matter necessarily that you're in law, but it's basically was the message is not to back away from challenges, which I think is really good advice for anybody young in their career. But I think the one that was most useful for me that I probably would not have taken at the time, but I've learned the value of since is don't be afraid to say no. Occasionally, yes. you have to do that. And that's just not the way I was raised, you know, embrace challenges, suck it up, just make it happen. That, you know, that's what my parents instilled in me, but you really have to, especially practicing law. You don't want to overload, you know, your personal docket and, uh, you start, uh, you know, making mistakes because you're stretched too thin. So. Yeah. I think number eight on, uh, you'll never develop clients sitting behind your desk is, uh, particularly good too. I don't know about you, but I know so many associates who come to the end of their years on the traditional track anyway. And, and are like, what? I'm not going to make partner because I have to have my own clients? Nobody told me that. So. Yeah, on the partnership track, it never pays to be a wallflower. So get out yeah. there and get it done. So, all right. Well, just last question for you, Joan. I understand that uh, you're uh, working on a piece right now for more practice management. I know it's coming out soon. So, you know, tell us a little bit about it. Give us a little teaser. And then uh, when is this going to publish? Yeah, our tech tips post is publishing this Friday. And Every month we ask, we reach out to the practice management advisors around the country and some of our favorite tech consultants like Sharon and John and give them a question. And this time we thought, well, it's, we're sort of almost wrapping up this stay at home thing. So what have been the most frequently asked questions they're getting from the lawyers at their bar associations? So we have a great roundup from um, Ben Shore from Microsoft and Sheila Blackford in Oregon and Sharon and John. And Ann Haig in, uh, that's from the Chicago Bar. It's a good group of tips. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Joan, how'd your first podcast go? It was terrific. Thank you so much. 
I might want to go out and buy a new set of headphones, though. Okay. Well, we highly recommend that. You should definitely have a good <laughs> set of headphones. So, And also, listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll add these sources that we talked about, the articles, the links uh, on our show notes today at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Check them out. I think it'll be good for you and your practice, and I think it'll provide some insights in these uh, troubled times we find ourselves in. And uh, once again, thank you to our sponsor for making the show possible, NBI, the National Business Institute. You can find them at nbi-sems.com. And don't forget the promo code LegalTalkNBI to receive $100 off your next CLE. Have a great day, everybody. 